Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Helen Tupper. And I'm Sarah Ellis. And you're listening to the Squiggly Craze podcast, where each week Sarah and I talk about a different topic to do with work and discuss practical ideas and actions to help you find your way through our increasingly squiggly world of work. And today we're going to be talking about the topic of self-belief. But before we get started, we just wanted to let you know about a podcast that Sarah and I both love and the host is a previous guest on Squiggly Careers and they are actually back with their sixth series and that is the Secret Leaders podcast. So it's hosted by Dan Murray. And he's going to be joined in this six series by lots and lots of different people, including the Monty Python founder and actor, John Cleese. He's going to be talking to Dan about the importance of creativity. There's also the co-founder of WeTransfer, a business that we use all the time, uh, (laughs) Damien Bradfield. He's going to be on there and he's going to be talking about his mental health as an entrepreneur. So I'm really interested in that one. Secret Leaders, if you've not listened to it before, it's a really great podcast if you like to get the inside stories on business and how they start and scale and sometimes fail I think Dan really gets to sort of the truth of some of those conversations so if that is something that you might find interesting you can find secret leaders everywhere you find your podcast wherever you find squiggly you will find secret leaders and oh actually one more thing Sarah if you don't mind um (laughs) we've also got I've got all these updates to everybody there are two things that sort of go around this podcast so if you're a regular listener and you think oh I'd like a bit more squiggly careers if you know one episode a week isn't enough for you uh, we also have have pod plus that is a weekly session that we run it's every thursday morning at nine o'clock it is free it's 30 minutes it's on zoom and either sarah or myself and occasionally both of us we are on that and we go deeper into some of the topics that we've talked about so obviously this week it will be on self-belief and we'll talk about models and there's a lovely community of people that are in that session every week and share other resources that they might find helpful so if you're passionate about this particular topic and you maybe you want to connect with some other squiggly careers listeners and learners that's a great place to kind of join us you can find all the details for that at www.amazingiflearning.com and i'll put the link to it in the show notes of this podcast and we've also just launched one other thing which is pod notes i don't know we're about 185 episodes now sarah it's quite (laughs) a few and we know that even if you have listened to all of those that you might not remember all of the insights and actions that we shared in them so we started to produce pod notes and they are summaries of previous podcasts of some of the key actions that we recommend you can find all of those on instagram we post one every week it's normally on a sunday or a monday and just go to at amazing if on instagram and you'll be able to start catching 
catching up with past podcasts using the pod notes. And so today we're going to be talking about a big topic self-belief and we might end up coming back to this topic if there's more we want to explore and we'll see what your feedback is but we thought it feels like it's a really good accompanying episode to last week's on beginner's mindset and it was really kind of prompted by us thinking a bit about what are the things that people particularly need help with right now and we asked our Instagram community how many people struggle with self-belief does that feel particularly relevant right now and when 94% of people say yes please <laughs> it feels like a topic that i'm sure we all recognize at some point we probably all had a bit of a struggle with self-belief or felt like we need some tools or some kind of tactics to kind of continue to believe in ourselves even when times are tough and so what do we mean by self-belief and we've thought a bit about also how is it different to things like self-esteem, self-sabotage. You can put self before a lot of other words, it turns out. (laughs) So we think self-belief is about your trust in your ability to achieve what you set out to do. So kind of the belief in what you can do. Self-esteem, I think, is more about kind of belief in who you are, that you're enough, that you're good enough, and kind of how we feel about ourselves. More about a feeling. I think self-belief perhaps is sometimes more about what we do. Perhaps self-esteem is more about kind of who you are. And then self-sabotage, which Emma Gannon has just written a brilliant book about, is really about getting in your own way. And so I, I suspect at some points we have all of these things all at once. I'm, mm. I'm sure they're related. I don't think we've dug deep enough in the research yet to find anything that's necessarily proved those connections. But intuitively, I think probably when you struggle with self-esteem, you probably impact your self-belief. And maybe that makes you more likely to self-sabotage. But I think what we're really hoping to do today is think about what are both not only kind of the benefits of self-belief, but also what can you practically do to kind of build your belief day in, day out, kind of that belief in yourself. And when we do that, that's when we feel better about ourselves. We kind of trust in what we can achieve. I think it gives you more grit generally. And we were thinking about why does self-belief matter even more in squiggly careers? There's lots of reasons, but particularly we're doing even more of things we've not done before. So we talked last week about beginner's mindset. We've been talking about reskilling, upskilling, so much learning happening that I think you kind of need that self-belief. You need that confidence to kind of navigate your way through what is often quite an uncomfortable process. We're naturally wired to learn, but that doesn't always mean it's easy. And I think when there's more out of your control, and I do think in squiggly careers, there's more out of our control, probably particularly in 2020 than ever before, self-belief becomes one of your career constants. It becomes something that's about you, that you can control and you can keep coming back to. So I think it's so critical for us all right now. And as we're coming to the end of 2020, I feel like we all need a bit of a shot of self-belief to get us through (laughs) to the end of the year and start 2021 so that it's not like 2020, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> With I think I counted, there are, as we're recording this, oh, you're seven, scare me. seven weeks left for the rest of the year. Ooh. So I was thinking, okay, so what do I want to achieve in that time? Oh, I might apply, to your point, I might boost my self-belief for those seven weeks uh, with some of the things that we're going to talk about now but also think about how I can go into next year with my kind of belief built up as much as it could be so how are we going to do this we're going to talk about two different things the first thing we're going to do is talk about some sources of self-belief and that's going to be based on the work of someone called Albert Bandura who's done quite a lot of research and we'll share some of his articles if you want to go into it a bit more deeply but we're going to talk through four different sources of self-belief share some examples to bring it to life 
life and also a few coach yourself questions that might help you reflect on those a bit more and then when we asked our Instagram community for how they felt about self-belief we also asked them for some of the biggest barriers to self-belief and they were things like managers uh, past experience maybe getting a lack of feedback or support from other people so we do just want to share a few quick ideas for actions on some of those most common barriers to self-belief as well so you're going to get the boosters and the barriers shall I go first Sarah go for it Okay, so the first booster and source of your self-belief that came from Bandura's work was the idea of engaging in learning experiences. So this is about us putting ourselves into a stretching situation, so something that you might not have done before or something that you might have done before, but you're going to do it in a slightly different way. So it's got that kind of stretch. And what happens when we proactively engage in those learning experiences is we teach ourselves new skills and that gives us confidence. It gives us confidence in our ability to go into the unknown and it's one of the things that can sort of boost your your belief and back to Sarah's point about 2020 and squiggly careers giving ourselves confidence that we can go into the unknown helps us to do it again in the future and sort of maybe lean into that stuff a bit more rather than lean away and avoid it and I was thinking of an example for us Sarah see if you can think of another one but I was like what learning experiences have we had this year what's kind of been a big challenge or a big way we've had to teach ourselves new skills and I think it's like the pivot of our business I mean that's been a massive thing for us this year <laughs> you've gone small then with your example I know I know I could, I could do something that was last week I learned this new app no 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 we pivoted our business but we had to take our business which you know outside of this podcast we work with organizations on career development programs and until February this year that was all in person in offices and with people and we've had to move it entirely to virtual and that's been like a really big shift on all kinds of ways in order to do that what that has given me is so much more self-belief in our ability to adapt into actually like running a business I kind of think do you know what whatever happens with the business I have more self-belief that we'll we and me will be able to respond to it really positively so it's definitely helped me have you got any other Sarah that might not be so big (laughs) I was thinking more about how we share some of our ideas during our workshops so we've always used an app called paper and so we draw in our workshops and I think one of the things that we've both incrementally got better at this year is visualizing our ideas how we communicate in our workshops and being really mindful of the fact that as it's virtual You can't always see the fact that someone in a room is struggling or is stuck. And I miss that. I miss being able to see. You can just tell sometimes that someone could do with a bit of a chat during the coffee break and those kind of things. And so we need to make sure that our workshops work even harder, that they have the clarity of the ideas that we're trying to communicate. And that's what I think we've also learned this year is to just keep improving you know, those drawings, those communications. And actually, every time we do a workshop, we say, well, what would be even better if or oh I'm not sure we got that one quite right and so I'm really proud of how we just keep on developing keep making things even better and we looked at some of our sessions that we ran at the very start of the first lockdown here in the UK and what our sessions look like now and I think we thought we were doing a pretty decent job at the start of lockdown but I feel like we've actually moved quite a long way in quite a short space of time so a bit of a different example but more about kind of how we share our ideas. 
I like that one. I agree. So our coach yourself question on this one then for learning experiences is just to think about what is going to be your learning experience in the next six months. So have a think about what's something that might feel challenging and that might teach yourself new skills. And it's all about being proactive and conscious in creating that experience for yourself. So the second area that helps you to build self-belief is borrowing belief from others. And I think it's really important to say that one of the things that can get in the way of our belief is comparison. So that's not what we're talking about here is we're not talking about saying, let's look at other people and not feel good about ourselves. This is really about feeling inspired by positive role models, some of whom you might already know, or some of whom you just might kind of watch, read or listen to. And they're people who kind of give you belief. You're kind of borrowing belief from them. It injects a bit of belief for yourself. So whether that's because you've got kind of empathy with that person, perhaps you've got shared experiences, perhaps you've been in a similar industry. I was saying to Helen before we started recording, I really remember the moment where I saw a lady called Scylla Snowball present for the first time. And she was on a really big stage and she's Dame Scylla Snowball to give her full title now. I remember hearing her talk and probably for the first time feeling like, oh wow, well, Scylla's done these amazing things. And she's talking to me in a way that I understand. There was some sense of connection that I think I just got from listening to her. And I think I just borrowed some belief. And I think I had more belief in myself literally the day I walked out of the door. And I know that's kind of one of those slightly cliche, you know, like, (laughs) oh, I I had an aha moment. I was enlightened. (laughs) Yeah. And like some sort of sound that should go alongside that. But I just remember going, okay, almost maybe I've been limiting myself and maybe I should kind of think a bit bigger and be a bit more ambitious in in what I'm thinking about what I want to do and what I can achieve and I think that was a real pivotal moment for me and it showed me kind of what difference spending time with the right people who you can borrow belief can make and I didn't know Scylla at that time I do now and you perhaps heard her on our podcast episode for International Women's Week that we did earlier this year at that time it was just me listening to somebody that I'd never heard talk before and just going oh wow I just it just made a real difference to me who would be an example for you, Helen? I think, oh, there's quite a few. Sabrina Cohen-Hatton. So mm-hmm. she is a leading British female firefighter. Her life experience is amazing. But in terms of why I would, I would borrow some belief, I also see a working mum that um, manages lots of different things. And sometimes I think, oh, you know, how could I be more like Sabrina? And I think, well, she's she's calm and she's consistent and she helps other people and she's clear. And I think, oh, I'll just, I'll just... I'll just focus on that. Um, or also someone like Holly Tucker. And I'm saying these are obviously big people. If I compared myself to them, I'd definitely, I'd definitely probably not feel great about myself. But it's really not about comparison. I just look at Holly, for example, and I see her running a small business and supporting other small businesses and creating positivity. And I think, oh, I could do a bit of that. I think that's possible. I can see how one person can make a big impact through their words and their work. And I can do that too. And so, yeah, they'd be two people for me. And so a good coach yourself question here is how are you staying connected to all of the people who can inspire you and who you can borrow belief from? And you don't need to know all of those people, but are you spending just enough time with those people virtually, whether it's watching a TED talk, reading articles, conversations one-to-one. Actually, on that note, I had a, I watched, I had a cup of tea and a TED talk. I've got a new ritual about tea and <laughs> TED talks. And I was watching one that was called the Anti-CEO Playbook. And again, I watched that and thought, oh, I've borrowed a bit of belief just from watching that TED talk because I felt like the philosophy 
this guy was describing actually even though it was a yogurt company so it's very different (laughs) to what we do but I I felt a real sense of connection to him and I feel like I borrowed a bit of belief about what we do and where we're going just from that tea and TED talk so a good example of someone who again I don't know and never even heard of before watching this talk. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So our third idea to boost your belief is all about getting positive feedback. So the research, and I think it's also quite intuitive, says that when people share insights about our impact with us, so Sarah may be saying to me, oh, oh, last week I thought it was really great when you did this and it had this impact on me or on you know other people, maybe she observed it. That is a way that can boost our belief and it increases our self-perception and our our ability to succeed when we have that. Now, I would say I don't think you want to be too reliant on this. If your belief is reliant on other people thinking you're doing a good job, I think that can be a bit dangerous because you're almost, you haven't got it within yourself. So I think this is part of the mix, not the only thing that you would want. But it is useful to think about who are you getting some positive impact-based feedback from? And if you're not getting it at the moment, there are questions that you can ask so you can get more of it. So for example, the coach yourself question that we've got for you on this one is who could you ask 
for three words to describe you at your best. And this could be a colleague, it could be a friend, maybe it's your manager, but just say to them, I'm doing a bit of end of year feedback, I'm gathering some different insights, I'd love to get three words from you of when you see me at my best, or three words for when you see me at the most impact. And they might say, you know, presenting, listening, creating, whatever it is. That sort of insight can really help you with your self-understanding and awareness and also to build your belief what's one way Sarah that you get sort of your positive feedback into you building your belief well we're lucky in the in some ways that the <laughs> podcast and the book that we've written are out out in the world for everybody to review and to critique and everyone has obviously different views about how useful that is but we are fortunate that you know people do leave us positive book reviews they do leave us positive podcast reviews And for us, when you do a podcast, it's a sort of, and when you write a book, it's a weird reality of, it's quite a a kind of lonely, quite a solo task in many ways, or kind of there's only you and I a lot of the time. And then it goes out to the wider world. And it's Mm. a way of that, us getting strengths-based feedback. Like I'm always fascinated with when people are feeding back on the book in particular, which are the bits that people remember? What sticks with people? What are the exercises that people really love? Because that gives me the self-belief that what we do is useful, is helpful, that people are taking action. And I think, oh, and I want to do more of that. I suspect there's a really strong link as well between kind of self-belief and and strengths, you know, so kind of asking Mm. for the strengths-based feedback, kind of using our strengths. And then that all kind of being positively reinforced, I think is really helpful. But even just asking your manager, where am I most useful in the team at the moment? Or where do you see me having the most positive impact in the team? Or I could ask you know, Helen on a project and say, we're now on 185 episodes of the podcast. Where do you think I'm most useful in terms of our podcasts that we produce? And number four is about the connection between self-care and self-belief. So it's really hard to have self-belief, I think, if you also aren't kind of looking after yourself more broadly. And there is an old article, which I think has some kind of old language in, but is actually really useful. It kind of describes this idea of being a corporate athlete, which is not a phrase that I love. But the actual sentiment of what that article is talking about, which is that we all need to kind of manage the physical, spiritual, whatever spiritual means to you, emotional and mental health for ourselves. And this was probably written before kind of mental health was talked about as openly or as kind of practically as it kind of it is now I think it is kind of worth a read if you kind of have some spare time and it's really thinking about you know our self-belief is not just about the work that we do I think if you're just feeling better just generally kind of about yourself probably back to that point about self-esteem and self-belief coming together then actually your your ability to kind of have belief in yourself just stays more consistent and you're probably more able to cope when the uncertainty comes your way or things do kind of go slightly off track. Helen and I were both thinking about this and kind of what self-care looks like for us. And, you know, this year, more important than ever, clearly, because we're all inside and we've got different restrictions in terms of how we're all working. And the thing that I've really started doing, I've really tried to make a commitment to at least three or four days of the week going for a walk in like daylight, as in during the day. It sounds ridiculous that sometimes it's hard to give yourself permission to do that. But I think every time I do, it just gives me that kind of boost. Kind of you come back and you feel 
better and then you probably believe in yourself that little bit more for whatever task it is that you have to go on to do next mine would be my self-care is getting on an exercise bike and singing really loudly and badly to music while I like just I just kind of get out <laughs> I get out of my day before I move on to whatever's next oh, um, so- one example of how you could do this so really practically that actually we've done in a few of our workshops recently is write down three or four simple pleasures that make you smile And then think about each of those simple pleasures. And if you were to red, amber, green them in terms of whether you're prioritising them right now, what colour would they be? And what would it take to make them all, maybe not green, but at least green or amber? So whether it's a simple pleasure of going to get a nice coffee or going for a walk or getting on your bike like Helen described. I think sometimes being really practical about what self-care means to you can be really useful. So our coach yourself question here is about how do you restore and re-energise your emotional health so you put yourself in your best position possible to build your self-belief? So just to summarise then, those four sources of self-belief that hopefully you can use practically to boost your belief. The first one is about learning experiences. The second one was borrowed belief. Number three was about getting positive feedback. And number four was about investing in your self-care. And then for the last five minutes or so, we just wanted to give you some quick ideas for actions for some very specific barriers that our community, so hundreds of people shared these with us. So we're thinking that it's quite reflective for the thousands of listeners as well. And we'll just talk about each one. There are four different barriers to belief that came up and an idea for action for you for each one. So Sarah, shall I go with the first one? Go for it. So the first barrier to self-belief that came up from our community was the bad manager, the the manager who might criticise you or even is quite distant or for whatever reason they demotivate you and they're just a barrier to you feeling like you believe in yourself and you've got the ability to do the things that you want to get done and so the idea for action here and I'm sharing it as somebody who has had one of these managers um, the idea for action here is you can't change them so first of all this might not be about you know that in your mind stop thinking this is about you and what you're doing because it could be about them and where they're coming from and what they're going through and the idea for action for you is to over invest in your other sources of support so for as long as you work for that person you might not be able to change yourself you probably aren't be able to change them but what you can do is invest in mentors so people who might give you advice and wisdom and perspective you can reconnect with old managers so it's unlikely you've only had bad managers there'd be some people that helped you with your belief in the past and spend some time with them and it can give you a sense of perspective and it can just get you through what I know and have experienced myself can be a really difficult time for your own belief. So the second thing that can get in the way of your belief is damaging past experiences. So this is based on facts. So when things have gone wrong, so whether you've perhaps been made redundant, maybe you've even been kind of bullied at work or basically a bad experience that impacts your belief in yourself. You know, we always remember those because those things are often really hard. And so they kind of stay top of mind and can kind of continually get in our way, which is really understandable. I think one thing that can really help here is make sure that you're recording, reflecting, and if you can, sort of sharing all of your very small successes. So some people do this, I know, by having um, like a file in your inbox where, you know, if you get like positive emails from people or really good feedback, you put it all in the same place. So that can be useful. I think perhaps what's something that you can definitely control for yourself is reflecting on your own very small successes. So not just kind of relying on other people to 
let you know when things have gone well, but actually kind of day to day keeping a record of all the things that are going well, of kind of the positive progress that you're making. Because sometimes when, you know, when you get to a Friday and you're like, I don't think I've done anything good this week. Yeah. We're like, we had a tough week last week, I think it's fair to say. And we did, true. And we did get to the Friday and we, we did this. We would go, you know, we must have had a success somewhere along the way. Like what, what went really well? And it did take us both a moment because it had, it was so easy in that moment to remember the hard things, the things that have been tough, things that have been challenging. But it was so useful to kind of go, oh, well, actually, this thing did go well. And it's funny, the minute we both unlocked one example we could then come up with a couple of others. Mm. So I do this intermittently. So I wouldn't, this is not something I commit to week in, week out. I actually do this the most when my belief feels like it's perhaps on a bit of a downward trajectory or I'm struggling a little bit. Anything you can do to take a moment and think day to day, what are all my very small successes really helpful? Try and write them down if you can. So the third barrier that came up from everybody was getting a lack of feedback or having feedback that was damaging for their belief. So it was about something they didn't do very well and it didn't make them feel very good about themselves as a result of it. So how can you respond to this? I think you should go back to that point about self-esteem. You know, when Sarah, right at the start of the podcast, talked about the difference between self-esteem and self-belief. If it's really affecting your self-esteem, so your feeling of worth in yourself, that's a slightly different thing of belief, like these practical actions that we're talking about. About, you might actually need to kind of go and reflect on some of the things around self-esteem but if this does feel like something that you can make practical action on one thing I would suggest is start giving more feedback so you can sometimes create a positive cycle around yourself if you're giving more positive feedback to other people and you're you're talking to people about what worked well in this situation you know what do you think could be even better if it starts to become easier for feedback to be given to you you start to feel more comfortable about giving it to other people it just gets more frequent and you become less fearful about it so that would be my first thing and then the second thing is and this is something I learned from Microsoft actually is about reframing the word feedback and instead of calling it for feedback think about it as a perspective because feedback can feel quite big and quite scary and if we've had a bad experience with it there's a lot of emotion behind that word but if I say to somebody like if I said to Sarah or Sarah can I just get your perspective on this document or can I just get your perspective on how that meeting went then that might feel a bit more comfortable for me to ask because that word's just got a different sort of emotional connection to it and Sarah might not think it seems something big and epic you know Helen's just asking me for my perspective which is effectively feedback by another name but it's just one that maybe isn't so weighted with emotion and past experience and then the last thing is about caging those pesky confidence gremlins (laughs) now I'm almost reluctant to do this because I would oh I cannot imagine what it's like to listen to them but our first 10 podcast episodes ever were all about confidence gremlins if anyone does listen to them let me know if they're decent or not if they still make sense because we might have to re-record them yeah we might have to re-record them but um we did try to tackle the most common confidence gremlins with a specific episode for each so things like not knowing enough not being good enough imposter syndrome all of those classic confidence gremlins that that lots of us experience and I think they do get in your way because those gremlins are beliefs that hold us back, things that get in the way from making progress versus the potential that we all have. The first step is often about reframing your limiting beliefs to what we describe as limitless beliefs. So there's a kind of a mindset piece that you kind of have to do around confidence. And then there's a skill set. There's a what are the practical actions then that I can take so that those 
beliefs kind of don't get in my way. So for me, just as one example for you today, my kind of biggest confidence gremlin for a long time was around a kind of fear of conflict. And my limiting belief was, well, if I disagree with people, they either, they maybe they won't like me, I won't be able to build a positive relationship with them. It feels like a bad thing. So kind of disagreeing equals kind of badness in some way. And I think once I reframe that into kind of a limitless belief, which was more about actually when we have different points of view, we get to better answers. And when people disagree with me, it's because they respect me enough that they know that they can share a different perspective. I just started from a very different place. And then practically what I started to do was to use questions to be able to be more confident in those kind of more direct, more challenging. And I try to not use the word conflict now, actually, as part of my kind of reframing. In a more challenging conversation, one of the actions that really helps me is just asking lots of questions and really kind of seeking to understand rather than to get defensive or because I'm a bit introvert, get a bit quiet or I withdraw a bit from the conversation. So kind of quick example to get you started, but definitely look at that work on confidence gremlins if that's something that starts to feel like that might be really connected to your self-belief. So hopefully that has given you just some practical ideas if there's anything that feels really, really pressing right now because we recognise some of those other boosters might take a bit of time to put into action. What we'll do is we'll put some links to other podcasts on things like confidence gremlins and lack of feedback. You can find all of those on amazingif.com. There's a page on podcasts. Just go to the one on self-belief. So for this podcast, Podcast, click on it and all those links for you will be there if you want to dive a bit deeper but we hope that that has been helpful for you today we we know it's obviously a topic that resonates with people so hopefully this is something that's helped you to take action and thank you as ever for listening to the podcast if you do have a minute to rate review and subscribe we'd really appreciate it it helps us to reach reach more people and it boosts our belief it as does. well so please <laughs> that's not why we did this topic but it's so it sort needy, of has a, we? <laughs> so we're so needy we're so needy <laughs> But it, it does help. It helps us to help other people. And it does when this is just Sarah and me talking to each other. It helps us to know that there's some people out there in the world that it might be helping as well. Anything else from you, Sarah, before we go? No, thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.